iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. What's up? This is M Shadows. And Zachy Vengeance. From Avenge Sevenfold. And this is our iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. So the first song I picked was uh, by Pink Floyd. It's Us and Them. And um, even though my fir- my favorite record by Pink Floyd is The Wall, it was hard to choose one track off that album because it's a concept album and it's um, very long and involved. And um, when I first picked up Dark Side of the Moon, um, Us and Them was the first song that really stood out and caught my attention. Um, it's really long. I love the the reverbs they used in the and and all the metaphors that they used lyrically in the song and then that song essentially got me into that whole record which is now one of my favorite records um ever so uh, pink floyd is a huge influence on me and uh that song was the one that got me into one of their biggest albums Bullet for My Valentine. The song is called Your Betrayal. Basically, it's because I love those guys as people. I think they're a great band. They're a lot of fun. Uh, we got a chance to tour with those guys quite a bit. And we we uh, co-headlined a tour together a couple years back throughout Australia. And some of my best touring memories stem from that tour. Um, they're just crazy guys. And they bring out the best in us. And the song's amazing. Um, so, you know, definitely had to pick that and prop those guys out. They're kind of holding it down on the in, in the in England for us. Absolutely. Like the metal band in Europe, and we're like doing our thing here in America. So it's always good to see them have success. Definitely. My blood is boiling inside of my veins. song I picked was um, by Led Zeppelin and it's Stairway to Heaven and I haven't really I'm not really the biggest Led Zeppelin fan I'm kind of guilty of not really getting into Led Zeppelin which everyone's into Led Zeppelin you know everyone that's into classic rock but this is one song that you kind of are forced to be into it's an amazing song and when we were writing our new record um, you know we have this song called Buried Alive and um, and we were kind of writing it to be this adventurous um this adventurous song that kind of starts soft and gets heavier and and is sort of like sort of like one by metallica like in a way but in a heavier way um but people started hearing it and saying this is like your stairway to heaven and it was a compliment obviously because led zeppelin's one of the, the greatest bands of all time um, but I went back and started listening to Stairway to Heaven to see exactly what they were talking about. And I do definitely hear the similarities, um, um, beautiful guitar playing in that, in that band and in that song, especially. And I heard it's like actually the, the most played active rock song of all time. It's kind of cool. Um, so anyways, yeah, Stairway to Heaven. If there's a bustle in your head. 
subject of classic rock i'm gonna pick the doors alabama song the doors are one of those bands that it took me pretty much my entire 28 years of being on this earth to get into but once i did i really understood it um it's it has a complete vibe it's just they're a total vibe band um the reason i like them so much is because of our very dear friend jimmy the rev sullivan who while the song was playing, it might have been in a bar or something, he was absolutely freaking out. And uh, he visited Jim Morrison's tombstone while we were in playing a show in France. And it, it was really a, a, you know, a monumental thing to him. It really meant a lot to him. And he was excited and telling me the stories about it. But the actual song, it's so bouncy and, um, you know, it, it has such a vibe, like all their songs. But that one just sticks out because it just... You know, reminds me of of my friend, and I think that's pretty awesome. I think that's when songs are at their best. When that's why they become classics is because they they stay in your mind for a certain reason. To the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Um, another song that I chose is Guns N' Roses' Coma. And um, I chose this song, and it's another memory of Jimmy, was we were convinced that the record label w- was making CDs of User Illusions Part 1, or I think it's on 1, yeah. And we were convinced that every time you bought that CD, if you listened to Coma enough times, it would the record would skip. I fully, fully believe and that happens. Every copy we ever bought, Coma would skip, and it was like our favorite song, and so we'd have to go buy the record again. And we bought it over and over and over again, and I still think my actual one copy I have of Coma still, even though I don't know who plays CDs anymore, but that one copy, Coma still skips. Unless and, you get it on iTunes, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but uh, wouldn't that be amazing if it skipped on iTunes, if you listen to it enough times? <laughs> Your iPod breaks after a certain amount of listens. Greatest band of all time. So yeah, but anyways, that that song's amazing. It's it's very um, progr- a progressive song for them. That whole record was progressive for them, and that was always those were always my favorite records of Guns N' Roses. Everyone always says, "Oh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite was the the best." And to me, Use Your Illusions one and two are two of my favorite records of all time, which Coma comes off of, and uh, it was a great closer um, for that record. come out of left field with this one I'm gonna go with Lady Gaga and Bad Romance uh Lady Gaga as if she doesn't sell enough copies already exactly you know it's one of those things if you've never heard of her you know you this might be a first but she's one of those artists that you know I, I won't lie at first I didn't want to like um 
my girlfriend was like, have you heard of Lady Gaga? I was like, yeah, you know, it's probably not my thing. It's dance pop. Might be cool. But, and then I started listening to some of the songs. I was like, these are really catchy pop hits. You know, I, I get it. They're good songs. And then I started seeing the videos and that's where I really appreciate that kind of thing. Cause that's, that's right up my alley. And I was like, this girl's crazy. She, she's doing some awesome things. And I liked it. And, uh, and I was waiting to see what, what she would come up with next, to be honest. Um, and I think she really, you know, in my mind, solidified herself as an artist when she came out with Bad Romance as uh, part of the, you know, with the fame monster, you know, the addendum of songs to the album, The Fame. And that song's just incredible to me. It's just... Wow, this guy knows way too much about this. <laughs> I know way too much about everything. That's my problem. <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's just, it's just an awesome song. I think if you took that song and turned it into a metal song or a rock song, I think you could definitely, it's, it's almost like Queen-esque or something, but turned into a pop and you know, pretty cool. My next song is uh, System of a Down, Old School Hollywood. Ooh, good one. I know you love that song. Such a good one. Um, and it's mostly because of the vocoder and the funny lyrics. <laughs> and I heard that this song was when Darren was uh, picked to be on a like a celebrity Dodgers baseball game thing. And, you know, Tony Danza and all these people were out there and um, he never even got put in the game. So he wrote a song about it called old school Hollywood baseball. And it's just a, it's cool to see a metal band break out and do stuff with the vocoder and do different things and not have to stick to formula. And, uh, it's a really catchy song. It's off a great record. Um, it's either off mesmerize or hypnotize. I'm not sure, but this is same like they're the same thing pretty much. I mean, they both came out or recorded at the same time. Um, it's kind of like use your illusions one and two, like we were talking about earlier, but, um, I'm a huge System of a Down fan, so I wanted to kind of put an obscure track out there and get people kind of listening to um, some of the the deeper stuff on the record, um, not necessarily all the hits they have. Lardy's ten feet tall, old school Hollywood baseball. Me and Frankie Avalon. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Eminem from his new album. Uh, the song's called "Talking to Myself." We were recently head to head for the number one album in the country with Eminem. And I mean, he's been number one for, for several weeks and the album's incredible. Uh, it's very obvious why it's been number one for so long and people relate to it and gravitate. I think for me, that album is him uh, being vulnerable and being very honest and real. I can honestly say I haven't really listened to his last several albums, but I definitely checked this one out because it was doing so well. And 
you know, the lyrics are great. He really worked hard to make a great album, and I can appreciate that. You know, coming from a heavy metal band, I can appreciate when any type of artist does something spectacular, and I think he really did. And I'm really happy that we beat him for one week because it meant a lot to me. And he's, I think he's back on top right now, and that's, that's fine with me. But I think it's a great song, um, and it's a great album. And I know some of our fans out there listening to this are so mad at me right now for saying that. But you know what? We already got our number one, so we're all good. My next uh, track is an Aussie track, Mr. Crowley. Um, this is a track that really hooked me into what Aussie was all about. I like the dark vibe of his records, his, especially his old records. Um, the organ, um, the Randy Rhodes guitar solo type stuff. And, and he's an amazing guitar player. And just what, I mean, when, when Ozzy came out, it was just so different than everything else. And it was so dark. And um, it paved a way for a lot of bands such as ourselves. Um, especially with him in his early, you know, Black Sabbath days. Um, but he had an amazing solo career, still does. And uh, Mr. Crowley is one of my favorite songs. And uh, yeah, it got me hooked. good choice i think i'm gonna go with the killers uh next the killers are a band that has earned my respect um i love las vegas where they're from and i think they capture everything that town's about it's it's kind of dirty it's very deserty very almost you know throwback ish but they have pull influences from people like bruce springsteen i mean their first album i was definitely apprehensive i thought it was just a you know, kind of an 80s kind of wannabe band. But with the album, you know, the album Samstown and the song Samstown, they really found their niche and uh, wrote some really great songs. It just has a, you know, dusty desert vibe. And I think Brandon Flowers has a really good voice and, and good lyrics. Um, and, you know, the music videos they made for that album were, were awesome like the song Bones, you know, getting Tim Burton to direct it. You know, I was I was slightly envious of that because that video is incredible. But the, the song Samstown, uh, lyrically and musically, just really captures a, a awesome desert vibe. So I think it's a great song. My 
next pick is Dream Theater's Panic Attack. And um, I've been a huge Dream Theater fan forever. And first and foremost, um, their drummer, Mike Portnoy, is playing with us in our band right now. And uh, he was gracious enough to you know, record our album um, when we lost our drummer and best friend, uh, The Rev, this year. And uh, Jimmy actually got me into Dream Theater um, in like 2001. He showed me Metropolis Part 2, which is one of my favorite records of all time. That record's a concept album, so it was hard to pull something off of there and um, put that on the list. So I went with rock band favorite Panic Attack because um, when their new album, Octavarium, came out, um, I remember getting rock band because our song, Almost Easy, was on it, and I saw that Dream Theater was on there as well, so I was like, oh, this is great. Like I can play some Dream Theater stuff on the drums, and it's almost impossible. It's just ridiculously impossible. Um, but it's a great song, and when I went and saw them play, they were opening for Iron Maiden recently, and we went and saw them play in San Bernardino, and um, it's one of those songs that, you know, when you hear it in the video game, and then you, you, you hear it on the record, and then you see it live, it's just an amazing song that's very impactful. I think there's some Muse influence in it, and there's a lot of, like, um, you know, trademark Dream Theater um, influences as well, but it's um, an amazing song, and it kind of encompasses what that band is. It's very aggressive for them, and... Um, it's a cool song, and uh, if you can, play it on Rock Band as well. from Dream Theater, I'm going to simplify it a little bit and bust out some Minor Threat, because that's what I've been listening to this last week. Minor Threat's a band from D.C. that pretty much started, you know, kind of a hardcore punk movement in the early 80s um, when I was born. So it's funny that, you know, I feel like I'm a part of that scene slightly, but, but really... Um, when I was, you know, 12, 13, I was listening to Minor Threat, and that's the first time I ever played music with other people in a live setting was with Nick, you know, who, who M. Shadows, sitting across from me, was in a band with, uh, that's how I actually met M. Shadows over there, um, and we would start playing Minor Threat songs, and we just had a blast doing it. They're fast, they're aggressive. Um there's something you know rebellious kids can relate to and i remember covering this song and at a coffee shop for the first concert i ever played uh in huntington beach and i think you matt were one of the only people at that concert in fact i'm positive um well, I was working there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was a coffee shop boy. But but yeah, it was fun, you know, getting together for the first time when you're thirteen years old and turning your amps as loud as you can and, and playing fast, you know, aggressive punk rock hardcore. It just brings back good memories now that, you know, I'm a little bit older, it's fun to listen to it and I appreciate it. And when I'm sitting backstage and blasting that, I I, I still appreciate it.
if you're going minor threat, I'm going to go Black Flag. Good I'm choice. I'm going to go Six Pack. And that's off my favorite Black Flag album, Damaged. Um, I'm a Henry Rollins fan. Um, I wasn't really much into Black Flag um, when they had the other singers that uh, tried to make Black Flag um, as cool <laughs> as it could have been. Um, and Zach was making fun of, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Black Flag uh, to me was a, you know, um, they were punk rock pioneers and um, they just had that aggressive edge when a lot of bands were doing, um, I mean, there's the Misfits doing their thing and there's all these bands like with the horror punk and then there was Black Flag, which was just like a punch in the face, which looked like, you know, the album cover, which is Henry Rollins is punching through a, a mirror. That's pretty awesome, and that was one of the first uh, like hardcore punk rock records I really got into, and as well as Minor Threat, you know, it's kind of the start of the the punk rock scene. you mentioned black flag i'm gonna have to go completely opposite and mention the black keys who are the farthest thing from from aggressive music they're they're a band that uh i just recently came across and they've been getting a lot of hype lately but it's just like feel good music it's uh it's kind of a guilty pleasure i don't really believe in guilty pleasures but it's definitely something i wouldn't typically listen to but it's it's just they've it's done really good. The recording sounds awesome. You put it on, um, and just puts you in a better mood. And like, you know, there's not too much to it. There's two guys. Um, it's very nostalgic, you know, sounding. But they, I think they really did a good job um, with every song on the album. You put the album on, you know, you can have a barbecue in the backyard. Everyone that comes over is gonna have a good time. It's just really, really laid back. So <laughs> that's, that's the best I've ever heard. <laughs> you put this album on, everyone's gonna have a good time. <laughs> that, that's basically, that's basically it. I'm aching now. I'm aching now. Times like these, I need relief. Please show me how. Oh, show me how to get right. Yes, I'm sorry. My next uh, song is going to be by a band called Pantera, and this one's called Slaughtered. And this is probably the most aggressive track that Pantera ever recorded. And they're a very aggressive band. Um, they brought metal to the mainstream, in my eyes. Um, they had a number one record in the country um, in 1994, which is Far Beyond Driven, which is what this uh, this uh, song came off of. Um, I wanted to um, throw this song on there for two reasons. Number one, Vinnie Paul, um, the drummer of Pantera is now in a band called Hell Yeah. And he's on tour with us right now on uproar, um, while we're doing this. So, uh, um, it's, it's want to give some props out to him. He's an amazing drummer and some amazing licks on that, on that song and on that record and all the records he does. And also when we were writing the song, God hates us, which is on our brand new album. Um, we were very influenced by slaughtered and a lot of the other tracks that were on, um, the Far Beyond Driven album. So 
Um, here it is, Pantera. next one for me is Metallica um, I picked Cyanide um, I mean obviously they have so many classic songs and so many classic albums but I think they had a um, you know a come to Jesus record with, with in, <laughs> in Death Magnetic you know they, they knew they needed to put out a thrash album again and uh, they did and it was amazing and Cyanide was one of those songs that they kept playing live before the record came out and everyone wasn't really sure about it. It's kind of hard to, to gauge a song on, on a live performance. But once I got the record, I was really into it. I'm into the whole record, but that song to me with the, it's like got a bouncy bass and drum feel to it, the whole thing through. And I think it's really catchy and um, congratulations to them for putting out a, another great record. Yeah, definitely. And dream of choice is our friends and hometown heroes besides ourselves of course from Huntington Beach California <laughs> if I don't say so if I don't myself. say so myself they got they got a little work to do if they're gonna catch up with these guys right sitting right here but now they got they have like one of the biggest songs in the country right now and it's the dirty heads the songs stand tall um they they started out just how we started out playing small shows uh, very passionate about what they did. They've always had faith in themselves. I've watched those guys from the time I was a freshman in high school playing in various bands. And their hair gets dirtier. Their hair gets dirtier and longer, and they're they're just the funnest guys to hang out with. Um, and it kind of came out of nowhere when I realized that they were having such you know commercial and mainstream success. Um, I saw that they were number one on you know alternative radio and. It was awesome. I only wish, you know, bands the best, especially, you know, bands we've grown up with. And I think it's awesome for them to be doing something. I think it's important for everyone to check them out. It's a song that everyone's going to definitely enjoy. I'm so sick of bands like, you know, they don't have a little bit of success and they say it's not worth it. And they can't like, you know, the thing is, it's passion. And the Dirty Heads have it because they were doing it when no one cared about their band for years and years and years. I mean, we had a local scene and everyone thought they were good, <clears throat> but um, being ignored by mainstream media and and mainstream radio, and they just kept doing it because that's what they there was no other option. That's what they were going to do. They were going to play music, and all of a sudden, now you know they have this huge hit, and hopefully, Stand Tall will be another hit for them. Um, I'm sure it will be, and hopefully they'll have a really long career because they just kept doing it when everyone else would have quit. Depression men come to pressure us. Oh, they can't watch us fall. Oh, yes, they can't watch us fall.
it's a little better now. My last song is Elton John. It's Funeral for a Friend. Um, Lo- uh, Love Lies Bleeding. It's, you know, it's one track, but it's two kind of separate songs. Um, this song is like the saddest song you'll ever hear. Um, the beginning is you know with the organ and the piano and just the arrangement it's very progressive um it's from the yellow brick road album um elton john there was a time when he was cool <laughs> and this was the time when he was cool and um uh it's a classic um it reminds me of jimmy um it's i listen to it every day before i go on stage and i warm up to it um, I warm I warm up to like four or five songs on that, and it's funny because David Draymond the other day heard me warming up to Elton John. He walked into the rest of the guys and disturbed. He's all, "Hey, Shadows is warming up to Elton John," and uh, he's excited about that. <laughs> I think he probably I think he probably warms up to it too. All of us singers have our secrets. I think so. Anyways, so, um, yeah, Elton John, funeral for a friend, love lies bleeding. Reminds me of Jimmy. It's a long, long song, so we're going to leave everyone with that one. Yeah. Yeah. M Shadows and Zachy Vengeance from Avenge Sevenfold, and this is our iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast.